closing out 2023 with a bang, we've gathered the most dynamic, income-boosting tips for you to implement in 2024. Welcome to the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we are dedicated to unraveling the secrets to real estate success. I'm your host, Maud Léger, and each week we bring you insights from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators, sharing their success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Join us every Monday for a new episode and discover how to crack the code to success and take your real estate business to the next level. Don't miss out on the opportunity to unlock your potential. Today, we've put a very special episode together for you where we dive into highlights of 2023. This episode is not just a look back, but a leap forward. This compilation features the most valuable insights and practices shared by industry experts throughout the year. Get ready to explore a treasure trove of strategies and tips, each aimed at enhancing your real estate business and setting yourself up for success in 2024. Let's uncover these gems together and transform the way you approach real estate. If you're looking to grow your business, remember that coaching and personalized guidance can make a difference. Feel free to reach out to me for specialized coaching. And for all your marketing needs, sold right away is just a call away. Now let's dive into these transformative insights and strategies handpicked from our guests this year to help you win more listings and grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Sold Right Away, the experts in real estate marketing. You work hard selling real estate, we work hard selling you. From listings to branding, Sold Right Away has you covered. For all your real estate marketing needs, visit soldrightaway.com. Lead generation and marketing. Discover innovative strategies for lead generation and marketing that can revive your approach. From mastering social media to leveraging strategic focuses to diversifying your lead generation tactics, these insights from leading realtors offer a roadmap to creating a robust pipeline and harnessing the power of online and direct marketing. Something that is very easy to do that does actually get people's attention is answering the most common questions or or stating so for example i did a series of videos in one day that i was able to to send out every monday and they were very short very very short just a little real and it just was you know a word of advice to a landlord a word of advice to a tenant a word of advice to a buyer you know and and in doing those little tidbits i know that people don't people have questions and they feel dumb asking them Right. So if I can go ahead and answer those questions proactively, they're going to think of me the next time they're looking at real estate. I would say I focused a lot uh, towards the beginning on leases. Um, Leases helped me a lot because not only did it teach me like doing paperwork and whatnot, but it's also taught me negotiation skills, too, that um, you can't get by not just doing anything a lot of real estate agents when they first start this industry they get so demotivated because they're not doing any transactions right mm-hmm. um they're so focused on trying to sell a house or get a buyer client but leases they kind of not even it's not even in their direction <laughs> um so i focus a lot more on that and it's taught me a lot um not only is it teaching me but it's building my pipeline as well and my sales book of business but um focusing on door knocking um has been a big one for especially for my business partner case finstra who kind of mentored me in the business and kind of taking that over from him but then also going into some of the newer things like online leads um, and, and working on Instagram and TikTok just to try to, um, promote and get online leads that way as well. Um, and then through, of course, standard is your sphere of influence and referrals from clients, right. And, and keeping those up. So it's always good to have consistency, but making sure you have a couple of, uh, streams that you can have it coming from. Confounds people. 
And so we took a breakdown of where the majority of our business was coming from. And a lot of it was, you know, um, agent agent referrals, of course. But then the other big piece was, you know, um, past clients were referring us business. Locals were referring us business and they hadn't even worked with us. So we knew that based on, you know, our brand and reputation in the area, that there was people who knew about it. So why not, instead of taking all that investment into online leads, why don't you put that investment into events or belly to belly or door knocking? Take the time to meet people, you know, face to face. If I had 10 leads a day that I was getting from online leads or 50 or 100, I would still prefer making one valuable connection every day, door knocking or at a restaurant or out and about. A lot of us are using pretty much uh, almost similar marketing strategies. Online platforms are becoming very, very, um, you know, something that a lot of us are doing a lot more because uh, online platforms are important. We have we can't stress enough. It's very important. Um, and there are a traditional platforms we cannot um, you know, neglect that traditional platforms as well. So we do have to have balance of both. So I've I always emphasize having both is very important. So important, right? Yeah. So, so I, I've, I've kind of steered away a little bit from generic online leads. Like I have paid for paid advertising and sponsor ads and things like that. But I get a lot of leads through, so, through uh, social media. So mm -hmm. a big one through Instagram. I'm starting now to get them through TikTok, a little bit on Facebook. But I, I still, I do a lot of the old school stuff. So the door knocking, the cold calling, but, you know, from time to time, if I have a listing or, you know, there's a listing in my office I want to promote, I'll still pay for the advertising. And then when I get the online leads, of course, I'm going to put them in the database and stay on top of them. I would say, um, so at Keller Williams, a brokerage I'm with, they're very big on a touch system. So when you have a client, a lead, a sphere, it's staying in touch with them 33 times throughout the year. So phone calls, thank you cards, Christmas cards, drop buys, whatever that may be. And um, in the beginning, I didn't really follow that system as much because you're a newer agent, you know, it's you're nervous or you don't think it actually works. But since I started doing that um, for the last few years, I think that's the the biggest impact because then your clients remember you. Even yeah. if you if you don't get on a phone call with them, if they see your name that popped up on their phone that you called, they're gonna just you're gonna stay on top of mind. And so staying on top of mind might you know get that or get that referral. So for real estate investors, what we help is to connect them with off market sellers. So people that want to sell their house that are not listed with a realtor yet, that usually will have a distressed property or beat up property uh, that are interested in selling for cash off. So we do digital marketing. We find those people through a digital marketing like Google pay-per-click, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we generate a lead online and then we send that to an investor to, and they can run it and go try to lock down a deal. So think about it. If you're trying to buy a house, someone comes to your website, they don't fill out a form. We can now show them ads of video testimonials from past clients or videos of us talking, hey, I'm Brian, I buy houses in Pittsburgh, and you can put personality behind it. Mm. Or if you're an agent also, if people are coming and they look at your listing and they don't, you can stick that listing and retarget them with that to stay in front of them. So there's different ways that you can build different audiences on digital and use that data to push specific relevant ads back in front of people to stay in front of them and top of mind. Personal development and growth. Embark on a journey of personal development and growth. Learn the importance of continuous learning, authenticity, and balancing personal and professional life. From embracing challenges to seeking mentorship, these insights are crucial for your holistic growth in the real estate sector. In order to jump up, it really does take, you know, getting that extra, you know, set of eyes into your business. So I'm really just looking forward to, you know, keeping the momentum going and finishing with a super strong year. Amazing. Yeah. And not let go too much during the summertime, <laughs> but still enjoy. Yeah. Still have some yeah, time. Too. That's one thing that's nice about real estate is that usually the summertime, it does slow down. August is completely dead. December is usually pretty dead. So you work, you know, during fall and spring, and then you have some time off in the summer, which is really nice.
And so you constantly have to be learning and staying on top of it. That's so smart. A lot of people talk about keeping track with the market and what's going on, but you're actually touching further than that by saying the election, the North American market, the industry overall, other industry that are affecting. So I think that's uh, very, very smart. I would say is it maybe as it relates to real estate, is there a number of uh, boxes that you really need to check when you list a home? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you miss, if you miss one or two of them, um, that uh, it may not necessarily be devastating to the sale, um, but it all plays back to finding that that perfect price. Surveys, yeah, we haven't done that, but it is something I would like to do. Yeah. I'd love to get honest feedback from my clients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rather than, can you do a Google review? Uh, yeah, sure. And eventually you bug them enough and... Uh, Mitch was awesome. <laughs> yeah. You get, uh, you get something like that, a five star, and uh, yeah. you know. Um, so, so but I surveys, like that. Yeah. Surveys after would be great because I'd love to hear what could be improved. Mm, yeah. Um, and no better source than, uh, than a first hand, than, than a client, an end user. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the, the measure to be at the end of the year. Was everybody happy? Was everybody, I don't know, satisfied with the transaction or the service you offered, the communication you offered, and that's good enough for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And and on top of that, I would say it, it is uh, getting to a uh, a level where you're fairly, where there is demand for your service on a regular basis um because that uh it feels good to be in demand when you work especially when you work for yourself yeah it takes time to get there but uh, i think that is uh that's a good way to define success if you find every week you have people to help with their real estate needs and maybe a week or two a year it slows down in the you know christmas time or something like that but for the most part you you have clients that uh, are looking, looking for, looking for you and for your services. That that's a that's huge. So I mean, real estate can be such a lonely business, right? It's, you kind of feel like you're always alone on an island. So finding people around you who are supportive, have a similar mindset, similar goals has been really important. And now because of that, we've been able to grow a real estate team, right? We now have agents under us and team members, admin, marketing. So you know, being able to do that together, it's makes the growth kind of exponentially faster. You know, collaboration is such a huge thing. And and four years ago, when I got into real estate, I really, I thought that it was the competition. It was, you know, I shouldn't be close with other people. I shouldn't let people into my inner circle. Whereas I found, uh, especially being on this team and getting to work with all of these incredible people, that the knowledge that we share together and um, the experience collectively as a group, I think there's over 40 years of experience in our office alone. That's amazing. And um, so what I can provide to my client with that kind of knowledge, if I don't know something or I don't know someone, we share connections, we share experiences. Um, and we also are there for each other emotionally and uh, and physically as well to support, you know, a nice hug, a handshake, a high five. All of those things are super important. Our systems have been so well honed now. As I said, I have a vice president of operations, a vice president of sales. I have wonderful agents. And they can't do their work if we don't have systems. But I happen to have five actual, uh, we'll call them administrators, as I said, but they're really client care people. And they've all got, a, one's a transaction, one's our listing, one's are taking intake calls, and they all know how to talk to people, the right questions to ask, how to give them feedback, to stay on top so that everyone feels really well looked after. And we don't want anything to fall through the cracks. And the our sellers, and buyers, they don't want anything to fall through the cracks. We're done. You know, they're, they're going to work with somebody else if that's what's going to happen. And they pay us well to take care of them. Another thing, don't be afraid of rejection. Like if you get rejected, mm -hmm. just keep going. There's a lot of rejection in this job, definitely. Sometimes we'll hit to the self-esteem when I first started. But yeah. once, once you realize that it doesn't matter, 
you just keep pushing through and keep going. So I, or more. So I've seen a lot of different scenarios that have come up, which has made me really kind of look at every single transaction from all different points of view. What could go, what could go wrong? How do I protect my clients? How can I work with the other agent to make the transaction as seamless as possible and as smooth as possible? Yeah. So it, I would say that's it. It's just, um, you know, figuring out how to learn from people who know more than you. <laughs> um, everyone is always learning. And so it's important. Nobody beat themselves up and say, oh, I can't figure this out. I'm going to give up. Um, so keep at it. And then um, enlist the, the help of professionals if you need some assistance, whether that's a bookkeeper, whether it's accountant, whether it's a financial coach. Um, there's no shame in getting help. Uh, it's, it's really funny. You hear all the time, um, people almost like, bragging about if they go out and get a sales or a marketing coach and that's a like a source of pride that's an area that most people don't have the skills in they're good at what they do but they need support there so there's no shame having a financial support person um, because that's an area that school systems didn't do a good job in teaching actually um you know growing learning is something i always try to do it uh, you know i am actually working with my um uh, uh, with my brokers as well right now um you know we I am working on that for myself personally. And then from there, uh, whatever information I get, I pass it along to my team members. So we are, um, I was with a different brokerage and right now transition to the agency itself, but that is a growing and learning right now. So I am in that learning phase right now. So learning, you know, we keep learning and yeah, I, love I keep learning. Yeah. <laughs> And then how do you adapt to new market conditions as well and new economic forecast and things that are changing like that? You know, I just made a short video today saying that at the end of the day, uh, you know, market conditions are like example, the interest rate is going to fluctuate, right? Um, that's, it's going to fluctuate, but <laughs> our goals, you know, real estate is always a long-term goal. So I always educate that. So market conditions are always going to change. It's going to go up and down, but you're going to educate your client about their goals based on their goals is what you plan for them. Um, you know, based off of myself, I've been in the industry now about six years. We've uh, started out on my own, joined a team, joined another team. Sorry, not joined another team, started my own team. Um, so now we have an agent working and an admin working with us here. And if, uh, if I were to take everything from just going back from the six years I've been here in terms of keys to success or what's one of the main things I think in this industry in general is honestly, it's just that hard work. I mean, everybody says it, but I don't think any people really understand it. Um, you know, it's really coping or getting to getting to, to really understand what the definition of hard work really looks like. Goal settings and accountability. My two favorite things in the world of business, set clear goals and hold yourself accountable or seek help from a coach to help you be accountable to your goals. Learn how to set achievable targets and track your progress for continuous improvement. I would say the key to my success is having goals um, and by that I usually uh, do it on a weekly basis of how much I want to achieve um and going out and networking and networking not just within my sphere of people but networking outside of people uh, who don't know me um making myself aware out there for brand awareness as well so i do a couple different things i um sometimes i'll get an energy drink if i have to you know do cold calling or door knocking um, you know, sometimes it's as simple as even just communicating with my friends saying, listen, you know, I need you to hold me accountable this week. I have to go door knocking three times. If I don't, we're not going out on the weekend. We're not doing anything fun. And, um, even to some people in my office as well, you know, who are trying to get on the door knocking and cold calling, we'll keep each other accountable. So I think having accountability buddies is super important. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to have the Red Bull or the extra snacks or whatever that may be, or maybe ice cream after door knocking. So just something to make me motivated to do it. Nurturing and growing business. Focus on nurturing and growing your business with effective strategies from maintaining a sphere of influence to referral-based growth. 
These tips will help you expand your business sustainability. Yeah, so mainly working my sphere of influence. Uh, I've you know been in sales my whole entire life, and you know I'm an outgoing person. I, 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 I you'll hear me say this. I love people. I love dealing with people. I have you know I, I'm, I'm very blessed to have a very large group of friends because I've been in sales for so long. You know I've I I built quite a quite a network. So my only form of lead generation mainly has been a referral base and just social media outreach. Yeah. So that's usually what the first year people get busy with, but you did three years on. I did. I did. Yeah. yeah, I did three years on it again. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed that my network's been been amazing to me. I, I, I haven't done any forms of marketing yet. So nice. um, I built my whole entire business over three years, just straight, straight referrals. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to start looking at other means of lead gen as I'm still, as I'm still doing, you know, what, what's excelled me over the last three years. Somebody refer me to their clients and, you know, trust me with their most precious, valuable assets. And I just moved up to Muskoka last year. So I'm heading into a new market. So uh, to be honest with you, it's kind of back to basics here because I don't have a huge network up here of people that know, like, and trust me. So building that trust and market share here. Um, I'm just kind of starting over in a way, right? So um, these days I'm partnering with a lot of people at the agency brokerage and we're doing these awesome giveaways. So for example, we just launched one today. Um, me and my colleague launched a giveaway for Easter. So we're doing like a coloring contest and then we can kind of connect with the locals and the local business people and support their businesses too. Strategy and market adaptation. Stay ahead of the curve with strategies for adapting to market conditions. Understand the importance of brand building, market analysis, and targeted marketing. These insights will help you pivot your strategies effectively in response to market dynamics. How did you adapt to new market conditions? It's been seven years for you. Uh, and then for case, uh, case, it's been longer. What was the, uh, the adaptation there? Yeah. So for, for me, like when I got into the business, so I got in January, 2017 and the market was hot and then we had bidding wars. And this was, I had a lot of agents tell me, don't get used to this. This is not how it normally is. Right. And then we've seen ups and downs. We've seen a couple, we saw a couple of years of, of it being much slower. And then we saw that actually come back again a number of times during COVID. And then it, so it's gone up and down. And I think once again, it, it all comes down to consistency. There's always people looking to buy and sell and, and people who are working during the hot markets, which is great. Um, but if you get complacent and you just expect the business to come to you because there's so many buyers or so many sellers that you just, it, it just keep coming to you. Even during those times, you have to stay consistent with your prospecting. So not letting the ball drop on that, because if you just run around the whole time, service your clients, which is actually your number one priority, making sure you're doing a good job for your clients and making sure they're taken care of, but also making sure that you're setting aside that time that needs to be um, to actually invest in making sure you're filling that pipeline for the future. Because if you don't have that, then it's all going to dry up. And then you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs and saying, what, what, what am I going to do next? Right. Honestly, in terms of technology, we could run all of our brokerages and teams via online, you know, it, it, we don't have any physical paper, um, but we like the team culture. So how else can we use technology in our business? Honestly, I'll just adapt. We'll adapt to whatever the, is the next big thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think, you know, we don't do like virtual tours. We don't do the 3d thing. Um, I, I, I'm fast to, to innovate when things come out, but honestly, technology, I, I'm just a firm believer in just going out there and meeting people face to face. And when it comes to marketing, again, I'll try anything that's new, but I don't, I'm not out there kind of researching the next and best. You just keep applying the same principles. Uh, you just that's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, uh, no single person uh, or government or uh, can can really control the market week in and week out. And uh, people buy and sell in every market. So you just, uh, you remain educated on uh, prices and strategies, uh, strategies that are working to sell a home, strategies that are working to purchase a home in any given market, you stay up to date. And uh, you, you share those share those principles with your clients, and uh, 
hopefully, uh, hopefully they get on board and um, you just keep going, you just keep grinding. Yeah, so I think in terms of changes with the industry, there's always going to be new technology coming up. I know right now a lot of people are talking about AI and, you know, people wanting to sell their houses themselves or, you know, things are going digital. And I think with that, it's, you know, it's still our job to sift through all the information and to really know our numbers and to be able to understand what's going on and to still be their sounding board and to be able to come at them and say, you know, yes, you're reading these four headlines, but here's what it really means. Here's what we're seeing feet on feet on the ground. And here's, you know, our recommendations. But who is your target niche within that? Who's your ideal client avatar that finds you attractive as a realtor? And how do you get to them? How do you speak to them? And how do you find the ones that are actively looking uh, to be active in the market? Um, and that's where lead generation really, really happens. So how are you going to find them? And then what are you going to say to get them? So that marketing and that lead generation is by far the, where you should be spending your time and your money um, to get to get at them. So that's that's the most important thing. Absolutely. So I think I was fortunate in the sense that when I got my license about three and a half years ago, I got it just when the pandemic started. And so that's when a lot of things were switching over. So more DocuSign, you know, your booking showings online, a lot of things just converted quickly to online tools. Whereas someone who's been in the business for, you know, 10, 15 years, I think they really had to overcome a lot of these new protocols. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm kind of lucky there. And again, you know, I'm 28. I'm familiar with technology for the most part. So for me, it's easy to navigate where, again, if someone who's been in the business for 15, 20 years, they're going to have a little bit more challenges. And then keeping up with the market, I mean, that's one in itself. You have to, I personally don't know how realtors do it part time because the market can change quickly and it can change in about four or five weeks. If you're not actively in the market and you're not seeing how many offers are coming on properties or how many showings people are coming to for a listing it it's going to be hard to see where the market is going and so you have to be on top of it you have to be reading the news you have to be what's going on in the world what's going on in the economy you know who who just won our election type of thing right so all of those things come down to you know just understanding the market and it's not just understanding the real estate market, it's what's going on in our economy, you know, what what's really what's happening out there in Canada and in North America, because that affects our market. So it's constantly just, you know, subscribing to a couple, you know, news outlets, staying on top of things in the morning, a quick little read, you know, following some top economists, mortgage brokers, maybe a couple other top realtors. And staying on top of it because the market moves all the time. And I think when you have an idea and you can look at statistics and trends, like historical data, you'll have an idea of like, you know, how the flow of buyer's markets and seller's market work. And, you know, that you don't stay in one for a prolonged period of time and they all ebb and flow. And so you can, you, you can kind of set your clients up for that, um, letting them know that, you know, it might not be ideal to, you know, wait and they should buy or sell now, things like that. And I think just being unique, right? You don't always have to follow the herd. Sometimes taking the risk and doing things different can be the thing that really breaks you into your industry and sets you apart. Efficiency and business management. Optimize your business operations with efficiency and effective management. Learn about income generating activities, active marketing, and how to manage rejection. These insights will guide you in streamlining your processes for better business outcomes. I'd say in terms of what does hard work look like, it really does look like, you know, eight, nine, 10 hour days, but you're efficient. You're, you're outdoor knocking, you're lead generating, you're finding more deals left, right, and center. And you're really focusing on that bigger plan, right? A lot of people, I think in this industry, they run a roller coaster business. So it's very hunt and go. I got three clients with me when those three buy a place, then I'll go look for again, instead of continually doing the things that are getting them the leads. And it's a hard thing to do because in this industry, no one's telling you what to do. Yeah. So you have to learn it on your own or learn from a team what you did and now you built your own team. So you exactly right. And I think I've learned a lot about how teams work and how they develop and a big eye opener as well, being on a team, being off one now, running my own, you start to really see what works, what doesn't. I think I was a good student of 
the real estate game, if you want to call it, when I was on the team, because I went out of my way to learn about other teams and who's successful and really dig into numbers to see if the people that are showing success are actually even successful. Because in Well, through talking with, you know, a lot of people in my life who've run businesses, it's always about referrals, 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 referrals is the number one um, driver for most businesses. So I just try to treat my clients well, um, try to make them feel like they're getting full service from me. And when they, when I'm with them, they have my attention. I'm present in everything and, and working for them. And, and it's grown from there. That took a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure I can, I can be very soft sometimes and people can be really cruel because, you know, some people look at you basically like a telemarketer. So yeah. all the telemarketers, I feel you. But I think it's just at the end of the day, you realize that it doesn't it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't if somebody is just mean to you, most of the time they're just having a bad day or they're dealing with stuff that has nothing to do with you and you've just called at the wrong time. Team building and collaboration. Unlock the secrets to successful team building and collaboration. Learn from experts who have mastered the art of teamwork, fostering growth, and leveraging partnerships. Our keys, uh, the, the key to my success, our success, sorry, I always have a, I always take the me out of it. It's, it's the we. And I think that is the key to our success is that we believe in rising tides, floats all boats, and our team is here to support one another and, and not only our, our growth, but our personal lives. And that's the key to our success. Nice. So tell us a little bit about. Uh, how you were as an agent, how you started and how you started building your team, a little bit more context. Well, I started in a time where it wasn't as competitive as this. There's still some pretty big teams out there and they're making a lot of waves and a lot of noise, um, but I still thought I could do it alone. And then I realized super, super quickly just how lonely the real estate market is or the real estate business is. And I realized that, you know what? the only way to kind of get to the goals that I envision myself attaining is, you know, by building a company where, you know, we all share the same goals, all like-minded people, and we all help each other get there. For us, the key to our success uh, has been our partnership in, in real estate. So we helped each other sort of informally before, and then we formally partnered and just having that person that sounding board, you know, has just really, really skyrocketed um, our business in the last couple of years. I started when I was 26. Nice. So, uh, it's been about six years now, so you can figure out my age. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I started and said, you know, I don't know anybody who owns a home. Like I'm in, out of Toronto GTA. So, you know, where the average price points are over a million. So it's like anybody my age at that time, 26, 7, 8, 9, they're realistically not purchasing a home. So if I want to sell a home, nobody I knew even owns a home. So go to the doors, right? Who else to find sellers than the ones that literally live in the home? So I just built my business off door knocking, running around. You know, I lost a lot of listing appointments just out of inexperience and lack of skill, which is fine. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was uh, one of those where I was able to kind of develop it. And then, uh, you know, you, you realize after a year or two where I'm failing or lacking, but I think the hard work comes into play where it's like, you really start to learn. That's why I joined a team, which was one of the top teams in our brokers. We were number one actually in Canada. So I really got to learn from the best. And that was where the eye opened. And you're like, whoa, like when your team leaders listing seven, eight houses a month and they're doing like 70, 80 deals, you're like, okay, I'm not working hard because- this person's doing this and running teams and this. I'm like, okay, you time to really understand what hard work looks like and what it is, right? I have good people behind us, beside me. Uh, we have a stager. We have a experienced buyer agents. Uh, they come in, they know that we have a team of five administrators, people, and they're not just administrators. We call them our client care team because when people are going to put that much, uh, that much of their life I guess because their homes are life their life and they with us um they they want to be looked after financial management navigate the complexities of financial management gain knowledge on managing cash flow creating financial buffers and preparing for market uncertainties 
Investing in education and training in this domain can provide a significant edge in your financial strategies. I think it's really important for realtors to obviously stay in touch with the market and really prepare their finances for the uncertainties that are happening. Um, maybe longer between sales as we go into things and maybe commissions maybe potentially not as high. And so um, planning for those ins and outs of cash flow and making sure you have kind of a little bit of a buffer built up. It's never too late to start building up a little bit of a, a buffer and a cushion. Um, so I would, I would say that the more cash you can have on hand and you're really focused on managing that cash flow, the, the more confident you're going to feel because it'll allow you to then go out with confidence and really nurture leads that maybe you're going to take a little bit longer to um, to convert and to, to turn into sales for you and to create some uh, additional income. So number one, you've, you've got to have a sense of what those inflows are going to be. And mm -hmm. so you take a look at your historical numbers, see where they've been. You probably want to do a little bit of a sensitivity and bring those numbers down from where they've been historically. Um, then you want to look at all of the outflows and make sure you truly have an understanding and you actually have a list of all of those outflows and think about those ones that happen one time a year um, because you may need to build up some cash to be able to cover those. Um, you might also, and then see kind of how the timing works between those inflows and outflows and are you going to have enough funds, which if you have a shortfall, it's going to allow you to figure out um, certainly in advance gives you time to come up with more options. So whether that's um, cutting back on expenses, maybe it's securing access to financing, maybe it's even putting personal funds into the business. My, my biggest key to my success has been investing in coaching books training webinars um obviously i i have a very um i'm very lucky and grateful that i i got put on kate's team right and she's one of the best and and we have some onboarding coaching and mentorship programs communication and networking communication and networking are pivotal in real estate Explore methods to leverage team support, collaborate effectively, and engage in meaningful communication with clients. Networking strategies and relationship building are key to establishing a strong presence in the industry. Right. When you have a great team, like I, I, I had my mentor, Lisa, literally come to me to these listing presentations, which is incredible, right? And I think a lot of people, when they get licensed, they immediately look for what's going to be the lowest commission split. But if you read um, uh, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, he literally talks about uh, working to learn before working to earn, right? And working to learn is literally, you're just, you're going to put the time in, don't expect to be profitable right away, right? Put in the time and then learn the game from these experts. Um, Team MJ is very unique itself. We do a lot of collaboration again. We're touching base on collaborating. Uh, we do uh, very. We work with each other like like you know. Right now we're a team of four. Uh, you know we're a growing team. So you know there are a bunch of agents that's going to be coming as well. We're growing. Um, so we do work a little bit on the collaborating end of it where. Um, you know, we bounce idea with each other. Um, there is not one person like literally calling the shots. It's more, um, you know, we we have an idea, we put it up, put it on the table, and we're like, what do you think about this? And you know, we we bounce from each other. And once uh, we feel that the idea is great or not great, you know, toss it out and just bring better things. And it's like a you know, it's like a filtration system. You know, you just filter through. Oh, lots of things. So I usually start my day off with emails, follow-up calls, um, lots of marketing and social media, right? Just always being in front of people, making sure people remember you and don't forget who you are. Um, education is huge for me. So I've taken my social media platform and educating the general population is something that is really important to me. Imagine realtors are, are facing people that want way too much money given what the market conditions are and that kind of thing. Awesome. <laughs> and, um, and then how do you handle that without, you know, losing the listing or insulting the person? And, and it is a dance. It's not about you as a realtor. It's all about your customer and what they're feeling at that time and meet them where they're at. When I got into real estate, the one thing that my uncle had said to me, who has been in real estate for like 45 years, he said, let everybody you know 
know that you are now a realtor. And I didn't really do it. I didn't take it seriously. I wish I had, because I look back on that now and people are like, oh, I didn't know you were in real estate. I would have used you. Um, I would have to say that the key to my success is really the relationship building with clientele uh, and with my colleagues as well. I think it uh, helps the process go much smoother and um, enjoyable for everybody. Yeah. So how do you do that for from um, both parts, from the client's perspective and from the co-worker's perspective? So from the client's perspective, I think that, um, you know, going the extra mile for each of them, looking into details that they wouldn't normally find, um, you know, what's happening in the area of the of the property they're looking at, what type of schools are around that area, how um, it would best fit for them. Um, and same thing in the listing side, making sure that, you uh, you're really exposing them to everything, but also keeping that personal touch. And then I would say number two is really linking up with these other folks. Obviously, every realtor understands that having a relationship with a good lender is a key piece, right? Yeah. And so making sure that your, your lender relationship is right there. But I would also say, how are you connecting with you know your title company folks, with your appraisers, with your um, insurance advisors, right? And make sure that that network is as big as possible in the core community so that those folks talk about you when the opportunity comes alive. So that would be the first thing I would think. And then obviously your social media presence and things of that, which I'm sure we're going to get into in our conversation today. Client-centric approach and integrity. Adopt a client-centric approach and uphold integrity in all transactions. Learn from professionals who prioritize client focus, honesty, and transparency. Understand the importance of specializing and taking chances while maintaining a caring attitude towards clients. So I want to be very present. So you're all in servicing them, answering questions, being in communication. Absolutely, always. They have access to me 24-7 while we're dating. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And then how do you keep in touch with them after the fact so that they don't feel like there was a breakup in the <laughs> You know what? It's just a natural thing for me because I'm here for the relationships. So that's just kind of like it goes naturally one hand with another. Um, and then when I go in for listing appointments, I always try to be honest and truthful. I don't like to overpromise and then underdeliver. That's not what my motto is. Yeah. Sure. And common sense, like yeah. common, you, you can't underestimate how much common sense plays into something. So, um, you know, we see, we see sometimes people have a wish list of what they want and it's never going to be achievable. And so you have to have enough, I guess, knowledge of, of dealing with people as to how do you get them to a place where they're going to be happy with what they're looking for or looking at yeah. and realistic. Look, first of all, because sometimes we try to sell off the plan. I like the people that want to take a chance and, and promote and advertise our off, off the plan sales. A lot of people are a bit lazy or they just decide to not focus on this just because it's, it's a bit of a harder sale. But if you sell, sell one, then you may have another 50 that you, you can sell in a, in a project that um, does off the plan sales. So that's it's a um, give and take, I guess. My key to my success is just ensuring customer or client satisfaction. Uh, it's never about the bottom dollar. It's always about my clients and their needs and ensuring that they're taken care of and they feel like they're walking away from a transaction, getting the most for their money and the best experience possible. How does that come through when you're dealing with clients or what do you do to show that to them? Uh, well, I mean, I always put my clients first. So, so uh, you know, I'm not out here for a commission check. I'm out here to, I'm literally out here to help people um, um, uh, along their journey. And um, most people's, you know, most important decision, um, financially anyways, is the transaction of their house. So, um, you know, I'm out here hopefully trying to make real estate honest, make it fun and make it about the client as well, too. So I have a full listing package where it comes with cleaning, painting, fixing, whatever needs to be done, staging, photography, aerial shots, 3D staging, whatever needs to be done for that particular client, because every listing absolutely is different from each other because there are different needs involved. But, uh, I think at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's the... It's the uh, 
satisfaction level of your clients, which we don't actually, we haven't gotten to a point of sending out uh, any, um, we, we do get reviews, but uh, we haven't sent out any, uh, help me out here, any uh, feedback forms. Feedback or forms, surveys, yeah. Surveys, yeah, we haven't done that, but it is something I would like to do. Yeah. I'd love to get honest feedback from my clients. Work-life balance and mental well-being. Achieve a harmony between work and life and prioritize mental well-being. Discover how to manage personal time effectively and balance work and family. Oh, there's a lot of things, Mo, but I think in this industry specifically, it's blocking out personal time for me. Um, when you are in a business that, you know, is 24-7, making sure that you make appointments with yourself, right? Um, I wouldn't just not show up to an appointment with my client. And so I take my own personal commitments, you know, very, very um, um, importantly, I, I want to make sure I hit my workouts and family events and any social events. So just blocking that time out. Give yourself time and grace. Yes. You know, schedule not just time with family, but but time by yourself. Mm -hmm. Time to work on yourself, whether that's reading a book, spending 10 minutes locked in a bathroom, you know, anything that gives you a bit of you time, um, I would definitely say would be a huge, a huge asset and, and balance and work-life balance. Yeah. But for those of you who are like me, who struggle to want to go out and socialize and, you know, I think for a realtor, you have to figure out how you're going to be personable, how you're going to make eye contact, how you're going to hold, you know, all the things you have to do to really make someone feel comfortable with you. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, number two is you have to be honest yes. in a way that works for the personality of the individual you're talking to. And that is an art form in and of itself. Some people like brutal honesty. Some people need finessed honesty. Yes. Some people need you to listen to them first before you provide that honesty. Utilizing technology and digital tools. Embrace technology and digital tools to enhance your marketing and operational efficiency. From digital marketing strategies to optimizing your online presence, these tips will help you leverage technology to its fullest potential. If you give them the right data to optimize for, they'll find they'll put your ad in front of the right people. You just have to show them what type of people you want to be in front of. So, so it really depends. Stay on top of the game. I would recommend con like any marketing that you're doing, make sure it's consistent. Uh, okay. If it's digital marketing, be consistent. If it's mailers, SMS, things like that, be consistent over time. And whenever you get leads to come in, answer the phone and call them. Nice. So many people send leads to voicemails or send the VAs to answer those leads uh, or don't call leads back fast. That's a crucial thing in the, in the, in this game. Realtors can stay on top of their game by leveraging technology, by looking at how they can maybe implement virtual tours or um, different tools that may enable them to get more inquiries and potentially more sales. And secondly, by working hard, I feel like it's a game in which I I see it um, sort of at a ground level by being a developer that it requires a lot of work. Yeah. Saying, uh, you know what, the ad I would probably run would be a beat up house and I would have the uh, ARV, like after repair value, I would mm -hmm. have estimated repairs needed and I would have the purchase price. Nice. On something like that, push something out, investors will eat that up, they'll engage with you and then you can have those conversations on what you're looking for. So think about it. If you're trying to buy a house, someone comes to your website, they don't fill out a form. We can now show them ads of video testimonials <clears throat> from past clients or videos of us talking, Hey, I'm Brian. I buy houses in Pittsburgh and you can put personality behind it. Mm -hmm. Or if you're an agent also, if people are coming and they look at your listing and they don't, you can stick that listing and retarget them with that to stay in front of them. So there's different ways that you can build different audiences on digital and use that data to push specific relevant ads back in front of people to stay in front of them and top of mind. Growth and expansion. Explore pathways to growth and expansion in your real estate business. Whether it's building a team or treating your real estate business as a business or learning from experienced mentors, these insights will help guide you in scaling your operations effectively. Oh man, we, we've... We've had challenges or have challenges every day. 
Um, you know, when I first started, it was, you didn't, you can't join a, I'm sorry, you just can't stop, uh, start a team so quickly in your real estate career because I was only in my year one. And so I didn't listen to them and I did. And uh, I started the team and then I failed in three months. So some of them are right. Um, but I was also told that I couldn't sell in Niagara, Niagara on the Lake in my first couple of years because this is a town where, you know, it's historically older. The older realtors have a stronghold here, um, but I didn't listen to them. And now, you know, we're number two. So it's, it's, you have to be careful of those challenges and how you look at them. You know, I don't think of the team, you know, failing as a failure. I just looked at it as a hurdle or a challenge that we had to overcome. And then my next challenge came into when I started the team of all women. Everything was going great. And I just needed them to help my overflow of business. And then we really started to structure things into an actual team. And so what I was finding is that when things were going good, it was easy. When the market started to slow down, and I had to kind of put pressure on people, you know, I actually had to find a way because I wasn't getting through to anyone. And so instead of firing everyone and finding new people, I said, okay, look, who's doing well on the team? Who's showing initiative? Who's closing? Who's got a great attitude? Who can help me communicate more effectively with the others? And so that's when we took our, our, our realtor, Crystal, who's the top producing agent on the team, and we basically promoted her to a mentor role and then eventually to the VP role because <clears throat> people were listening to her. People respected her. So, you know, you go through challenges every day and some of them are big, some of them are small, but it, it all just has to do with how you're going to react to it. And I think the biggest piece of advice for any team leaders out there is just take your ego out of the equation and just look at the greater good of the company and who's going to help you get to the goals faster. And if it's not you, that's okay. Yeah. I think kind of since partnering it's and even before, but it's really just treating it like a business, right? Like a lot of realtors can really get down into the weeds and kind of get stuck in it. Like it's a job and you're very task-based, but having each other, we kind of are able to now kind of step back together and kind of really build it out as a true business, right? It's, you know, we're looking at our marketing expenses or our employees and how is that looking and how can we be reaching our clients and our database? So really treating it like it is really its own machine, right? Which it is at the end of the day. Each level, I always say for every level, there's another devil. And what it really <laughs> means is for every time you level up, you're going to need a new mentor. You're going to need a new people around you, a new surrounding, because the people that got you there only got you there. Yeah. So now you need to figure out how to get to the next level. So um, it's always just kind of growing in that respect in terms of, so I wouldn't say I really, right, currently right now, I wouldn't say I really have one, to be honest. I think um, one thing I did, even from leaving the team, once you're on your own, you're on your own. Yeah. Um, but I think being on my own through a coaching, and then I took it upon myself just to call anybody who was a major agent, a big person, someone I thought was doing really well and just pick their brain for 30 to 40 minutes, whether it was in person, a phone call, a coffee. So, I mean, by doing that, you really learn a lot about the industry from people who have been in it for 15, 20 years doing it at really high levels. So I would say that was probably one of my best, best uh, mentorships was just really understanding all these big teams and what's going on. Yeah, that's really cool to be able to pick up the phone or want to meet with someone that you look up to in the industry that's a very competitive industry, but you're trying to collaborate with someone, just trying to pick yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's not even collab. It's just really just like, hey, man, like you've been doing this for 20 years. You're grown X amount. You're making so much. Like clearly you don't need to be doing this anymore. Like what's doing it? What would you have done differently? Why have you been in it for so long? Like mm. what would you have set up different if you started? Leveraging relationships and networking. Understand the power of leveraging relationships and networking for business growth. Networking is key to success and building strong connections can open doors to new opportunities and collaborations. Networking is basically your net worth. Your net worth can be building onto skills that you have, um, building onto experiences and more knowledge as well. Just show people who you really are. Show them why they would want to work with you over the next person, you know. Um, cutting edge technology is great. And we all have the same kind of um, ability to use that kind of exposure. But it's the individual in you that will make the difference.
in any, yeah, exactly. In your true self. So I would say, put yourself out there, um, utilize your network as much as you can. Your sphere of influence, learn the art of building and maintaining strong clients relationships from fostering community involvement to nurturing your sphere of influence. These tips will help you create lasting bonds with clients. As far as referral leads. Um, and then as far as just sort of blanket lead generation, you know, I just had a listing that sold for a really great price. Uh, so I, you know, went door to door with my postcards and I tried to introduce myself to as many people as possible. I'm, I'm not a door knocker. I don't love it, but I did feel that if I have a reason to be out there and I, I just made myself aware that if I'm meeting somebody and I'm giving them a card that shows them a house that sold in their neighborhood, that's a service to people because they may not have known that, 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 that house sold, they may want to ask questions to me about how is the market right now? So if I'm just going around and introducing myself saying here, here's a card that says, you know, that property did sell over asking, here's my contact information. If you ever have any questions, I'm very familiar with your neighborhood and I, and I'd love to help you when the time comes. The reason why we came back to you is because your honesty and, and, and building that trust, right? It's not all about like, okay, I'm going to get them to sell or buy now. Right. Um, because it's that long term relationship that you want to build with these people, especially if you want to have longevity in this business, because you want those people to keep coming back to you. The key for my success is honestly just building relationships and just staying connected within the community. So whether that be, you know, through online leads, whether they work with me, if they don't work with me, I still like to stay in contact. They're still getting my emails They're getting video emails. I'll creep them on Instagram, try to add them there and honestly just building relationships with people. What really seems to be um, the success behind my business is my sphere of influence and it's nurturing my sphere of influence, right? Um, most of my business is repeat and referral. So for me, that's where I put my focus. Engaging with the communities, with your team support behind you. It's just, man, some of these events, we walk home with 300, 500 names. So there you go. As long as you're... Right. So if we do a really good job on a listing or with a, even a buyer client and we're super consistent and the communication is there and the client feels like they were really taken care of and then they become a part of our little Morgan Wadsley family they're going to tell their friends and their family about us. Mm -hmm. And that is the ultimate goal. Cause we, we want to work with people that want to work with us, but generally if they're referred, they're like-minded, they're going to be fun. And we're going to ultimately have fun working with them. You know, typically scheduling the door knocking, it can be conflicted with your partners on the team and something where it's a designated event you know that there's going to be other people there to support you. I mean, like going and talking to random people alone, it's it's just much better when you have people with you. So that's the benefit, in my opinion, of being on a team when it comes to lead generation and making those new connections is that engaging with the communities, with your team support behind you, it's just, it, man, some of these events, we walk home with 300, 500 names. So there you go. As long as you're, as you're fostering those relationships, you never have to door knock ever again. So it's easy because we create connections during the process. And a lot of my clients are repeat and referral. Yeah. So that makes it easy because we already have the connections with the families. I know what's going on with them. So it's an ongoing, yeah. you know, friendship. Personal branding. Build your personal brand with authenticity and strategic thinking. Learn how to stand out in the industry by being true to yourself and embracing your unique qualities. When I stopped trying to appeal to everyone and started to appeal to myself, naturally that attracted that, that, that client base that I was always wanting inevitably. Well, you know, honestly, it's just, I read a lot. So at any given time, I'm, you know, I'm listening to two or three books. I listen to every single podcast out there. Um, I'm always watching what other realtors are doing. I'm going to real estate conferences. Uh, I'm meeting new people. This morning I had a phone call at eight in the morning with a, with somebody who's, you know, almost got 500 agents. So uh, I'm constantly putting my ego aside and asking vulnerable questions. I'm not afraid to ask a certain question of somebody that makes me look like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't care at all. I know that I'm going to find out how, and then I'm going to make it better. The way to stay on top of your game in any kind of market is number one, be yourself.
right? I think that no matter what you're doing, whether it's in my world, in the insurance world, whether it's the realtors, uh, whether it's the lenders, all the people that make up the cycle of the home buying process, being yourself is number one. It's been almost 10 years in real estate. So I think there's a lot and it just boils down to hard work. Nice. You know, nothing in life comes easy. So just work hard and, and be yourself. Overcoming challenges and resilience. Build resilience and overcoming challenges in your career. These tips from seasoned professionals will guide you in navigating obstacles and emerging stronger in 2024. Well, I think recently I realized that you have to be listening to the way that people want to receive information, the the hiccups that come in with changing technology. So I think you're going to find with different age groups, they're going to be more receptive to innovation in real estate. So for example, you know, the social media aspect of things, people, people looking at videos online to figure out which houses they want to go visit. Like that was not really a thing for a very long time. Now that's actually what gets people interested. So you have to really look at the ways that people want to receive the information in the marketing. Yeah. So I would say um, a common theme is a lot of drive, right? So um, they're, they're driven and they're disciplined to do the things that maybe other people don't want to, right. Or the other people can't maintain. Mm -hmm. So um, like they're all like even case, right? Like he's, it, he's very determined. I'm going to go get this. I don't have something. I'm going to go get it. Right. Like, um, and, and not just sitting there hoping things come to you. Right. And, and making sure that if you're going to do, whether it's door knocking, whether it's open houses, whether it's cold calling, whether it's online leads, whatever it is, is like, I'm not going to try this for a week or two. And then I'm going to try something else or, uh, change what I'm doing or just hope that, Oh, why hasn't anything come to me yet? basically for for depending on the type of prospecting you you do in in my opinion and what i see and hear from a lot of other realtors as well and and what they're doing is they've been very consistent with their prospecting for not just a three-month period it's like six months to a year before you start seeing the fruits of that right and those people are and sometimes you get them early right like sometimes it comes nice and quick and that's great but not expecting that necessarily because you have to work at it and you have to build it up over time, right? Even with, even with the social media that I, I do on TikTok and Instagram is that's only starting to pay off because you have to build, we basically built the TikTok from zero to now today, or the other day, we just went over 8,000 followers, but the only reason we got there is because of consistency, right? And that's posting basically two to three times a week for a year and a half. And now we're starting to get clients from it now. But something like social media takes a longer time to get that going, whereas something like door knocking, you might get results a little bit quicker and you, if you're disciplined with it. Yeah, one, one challenge, and I still have a challenge with this, is being consistent with my lead generating. So whether, again, that be, you know, cold calling, door knocking, making the calls, oftentimes, you know, you'll get really busy in your business and you're running around working on your clients. But if you're not prospecting and putting in those hours, you close all those deals and then your pipeline is dry. So I still struggle with that for sure. In the beginning, I would say I struggled with, you know, just making the cold call. I was so nervous. I was scared. And then you start doing it and you're like, wow, this is, this is easy. And you're not in front of the person. So if they hang up, it's okay. You keep going, you drink a Red Bull, you get some snacks, you get cozy. And then the next little fear was door knocking. Now for me, I, I want to do listings. I want to be listing heavy and I'm 28 years old and there's not a lot of 28 or 28 year old selling million dollar homes. So, I mean, for me, in order to get listings, it's, it's door knocking. So there's definitely been times, uh, when I first started, you pull up to the house, you're going to door knock the street. And then I, I just did it. You know, I would get out of my car, I'd walk around, I get back in my car, I get back out one day. I did it four times and then I just left. Wow. Um, so just those little things in the beginning, you know, just having those fears or limiting beliefs that you're bothering people and even calling my database again, just fears that I would always have that I'm bothering people. But then when you, when you jump in and go in and, and you start doing it, then, then it gets so much easier. Well, Moda, as you know, there is no linear path to success. 
Um, so I think when there have been bumps in the road and setbacks, uh, my tenacity has been really important. I think being consistent and being authentic to who I am. And lastly, I would probably say is that I'm a people person and this is most certainly a people business. As this insightful episode comes to a close, I hope you feel equipped and inspired to take on 2024 with new energy and strategy. Each tip and strategy shared today is a stepping stone towards your success. Implement these practices, stay adaptable, and watch your business grow. Remember, the journey to success is continuous, and sometimes a guiding hand can provide the clarity and direction needed to achieve your goals. Don't hesitate to reach out for personal coaching to navigate your real estate journey. Also, for innovating marketing solutions that can propel your business, Sold Right Away is your go-to resource. Here's to a year of remarkable growth, success, and transformation. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, make every action count. Reflect on the insights from today's episode. Ask yourself which strategies and actions shared today can you implement to grow your business and win more listings. Your growth journey begins with a single step. What will yours be? If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and help spread the word. Together, we can inspire and empower a community of realtors to crack the code to real estate success. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Realtors Conspiracy, for more empowering conversations and tips. Stay motivated and see you next episode.